Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Forward Pressing, episode 67. It is a beautiful Tuesday, April 12th. Um, if you know this day, you know it was Champions League Day. And oh boy, we had some games to talk about. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed that I had to miss two. I should have got a remote job, I guess. I put it on Twitter, like right away. I was like, nah, I should have just get a job from home. I miss, I miss like good games, like the last week too. Like, damn. It's tough. It's tough having a job, right? <laughs> Let's grind on the podcast. Let's become podcast famous. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Arsenal. We're going to talk about United. We're going to talk about City Liverpool, um, PSG a little bit. Um, but the big one today is the Champions League, right? Because that's what everybody's talking That's what everybody's going to want to be talking about. Um, and obviously United and Arsenal. So... You just want to get right into it with uh, some Champions League talk? Let's get it. All right, which game you want to talk about first? Um, let's go Madrid. Let's go Madrid. Let's go Madrid-Chelsea. Oh, man. Okay, this was a game. So, you remember when Tuchel said last game that the, the tie was over? They won and it was GG? Yeah. And then right away they start with, like, a one goal in, like, the first, like, five minutes? Right. That was, that was the best, like, best outcome they could get. Like, a goal early? It was. A goal earlier, just like literally one goal down at that point. Only one goal down. Yeah, well, everything was to play after that. And you could tell like Madrid was a bit nervous, even though like they're at home and stuff. Chelsea were putting a lot of pressure on them. And I mean, from what I saw, uh, I thought have I thought Mount had a pretty good game. I thought Werner may have been may have played his best game in Chelsea shirt, honestly. He, he had a really good game, uh Werner. Like uh it's been a while since we've seen a good game like this from him. Well, especially considering a guy had in the weekend, like he ruined a hat trick. He could have had like four goals in the weekend. He like missed like had I think he had like two three goals crossbars. He ended up scoring one or two goals, but I didn't expect a performance like this, especially in a game like this, like today. He was clutch, came in clutch, did the did a lot of good things. This is, I guess, where what Chelsea expected from him like a while ago, but I mean better late than never. Yeah, agreed. Um I mean, did you see did you see the Alonso goal that got ruled out? I didn't know. I didn't understand why. I I was also confused why. I think Chelsea kind of got robbed there, to be honest. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of talk about that one, but I mean, to me, it looked like a legit goal. I was surprised that they took it out. Was it? What was it again? Was it offside or handball? Um, it was ruled out from offside. Actually, I think technically it was ruled offside. In the beginning, it was like it made it look. Oh no, it was ruled handball. Sorry, it was ruled handball. Because it deflected off cover off of Alonso, right? Yeah, people were thinking it was going to be offside, and then they called it for handball, and that was just like that was a really harsh handball to give, especially because like so after 15 minutes, Chelsea's up one zero, and then they go to halftime up one goal, and they. Pretty much dominated most of the game. Like you see, like you kind of feel Chelsea's gonna get another one, right? Um, and then right after halftime, Rudiger gets another one. Fifty-first minute, two zip, two zip. It's three-three right now. And then ten minutes later, fucking Alonso gets one, and it's three-zero. And then he gets ruled out for that. That's tough. Um, so I just kind of feel for Chelsea. Kind of, I think it kind of like ruined their mojo a little bit. But then, like literally ten minutes later, after that, Werner gets. I, that, I thought that was over. GG. 3-0. Werner's, uh, Werner goal at the 75th minute. And then at that point, it's um, right after that goal, Ancelotti brings on Marcelo, brings on Rodrigo. And, like, literally right after he brings on Rodrigo. Um, I mean, I think this was the most beautiful assist I've seen in... Modric? I, I just... That was the nicest 
practice, then that was the nicest pass I've seen in a long. He loves time. those outside passes, though. Like he, lo- it was Home OP. Day. It was OP. Fa- Fabrizio said it best. He said that pass should go into a museum because it's not football; it's art. That was gorgeous. Oh my! God. The technique it takes to do that, the, the just the elevation on the ball you need to give the control on it. Rodrigo to, to tap that in after as well. It was just a beautiful goal all around. You can't even take a touch. You got to do it. You got to hit it first time. It's too good not to hit it first time. He's so good. Modric is so good. And he lasted the whole game. Casemiro got uh, got subbed out. Uh, Tony Cruz got subbed out. And Modric was the only one that had to play the whole game. And he did it like a champ. Plus overtime. Plus overtime. That's 120 minutes. And then, of course, who else but the king to uh, score the goal and cement the victory? Karim Benzema. My God. If he doesn't Best get the Ballon d'Or this year, bro, I'm gonna be very pissed. I'm actually gonna be he, mad. He's getting Ballon d'Or. He's getting Ballon d'Or. There's no way he, he can. has to. Like regardless of what have whatever happens, like in the, in the semis, like he has to get it. Like there's no, there's nobody has carried his team who has been a game changer from for his team like he has this season at all. Like nobody else really. I don't. I can't tell who really. Honestly, like I have no idea who else could better him could win it. And like there's actually no debate to have. Like legitimately no debate. I, I'm trying to who who the other contenders are gonna be. Is it gonna be Jorginho this time around? Okay, chill out. Chill out. He wasn't even <laughs> playing. He came in the he came in a, the, yeah. an overtime. Chelsea Chelsea fans need to explain themselves because I think even them they, they can't even condone this Jorginho performance. Man had man had a couple opportunities to to get a goal in the end of regulation and he just like missed the net a couple times. I don't think I'll put that on Jorginho. To be fair, like he wasn't the only one that missed. I think Havertz had a couple good ones as well. Nice opportunity. We ought to mention how good uh, Thibault was because he made some big saves. I don't know if you saw them, but he made like two big saves to keep it in the game. And did you see the little uh, the the skill move on uh, on uh, on Mount? A little risky, but I mean that worked. It worked. I mean, definitely a little risky for sure, but he pulled it off. I'm not gonna lie, he might be number one right now in the world. Like even if you look at last, he's number one. Um, he 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 was showing uh, uh Donnarumma how it's done. Jeez, <laughs> oh. well, I mean yeah, Donnarumma. I mean, let's, let's not even go back. Let's not even go back onto that. But bro, honestly, this I mean to be fair, I think most people wanted expected Madrid to pass. I didn't think it was gonna be this. Like it was, it was gonna be a game like this, so you gotta give a lot of credit to Chelsea for that, for them to for their resiliency. This was a really close game, more than I think most people expected. So to me, like yeah, Chelsea didn't make it, but I think they deserve a lot of credit for even pushing Madrid to that far end. And even, I mean, it was close. It was, it could have been. It was there. They were a goal away. They were a goal away. I mean, they took. Somebody even took the lead. So, um. To me, it was a good performance from Chelsea. It was a great. I think they made Chelsea fans shouldn't be too. I mean, yeah, they'll have some criticism, but they should be proud that they even got to that point because after the first game, people thought it was over. The fact that they came back from three one is already like just really big. Um, so we got to give Chelsea their props, and plus the whole turmoil that's happening at Chelsea right now with like there's no owner. It's been what two months. Um a lot of sanctions on the club and everything that's happening, like Tuchel to keep the, the boys like level-headed and, and to give players, players are players making deals to be on the, on the, on the outside as well, like making some deals in behind, behind the scenes. I think Christensen should probably be a Barca player by now. And we don't know what's going to happen with Rudiger, but he's probably going to leave. Like he's been named at every big clubs ever since. And I feel like ever since then, like all his games, he's been, I think he's had good games since, but like his value must have increased. So 
Uh, there's a strong chance that Rudiger leaves as well. I think Rudiger was probably Chelsea's man of the match, honestly. Like he had a he had a really great performance. Um, I, it, for me, it's either Rudiger or Mason Mount. Like Mount had a good game too. What did you think of the Reese James Vinicius battle over two games? You think Reese James did his thing or Vinicius took over? I think Vinicius had his number the whole first game. Second game, uh, I think uh, Reese James had a much better game today. I, yeah, I thought so too. Um, even though. He did like get beat on the. Um, I guess Vinicius did give the assist to Benzema on the last goal, but yeah, that was big. But before that, Vinicius hadn't done anything. Yeah, true. And he would have the the big the best the best game from a winger standpoint. And for Real Madrid, I think man of the match has got to be Modric. Um, it's it's obviously Modric or Benzema. <laughs> give it to both. It has to be those those two man. They just they age like fine wine. There's nothing like so it. So now so now Madrid gets the winner of City and Liverpool. City and Atletico. Right? Yeah. Who do you think takes that? Rick, I don't know, but I mean, considering how close this game was today, is you want to have City, but Man City won only one zero. Yeah, it was only one zero. So anything could happen, especially when Atletico is at home. Anything could happen. I'm gonna lean towards City again. Um. Just because I think that would be a better semifinal than Madrid Atletico. But what a you kind of see now, like Liverpool have just such an easy path to the final, right? You think Villarreal is gonna be easy after beating after beating Juve and Bayern? I mean, would you rather would would you rather play would you rather play Madrid or City or Villarreal? If you had to choose out of the three, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be an easy game, but out of the three, I think. I mean, yeah, you wanna play, yeah, you play Villarreal. Obviously, you choose Villarreal, but like, even then, you you don't think Bayern was happy to get Villarreal? Uh, Bayern was very happy, honestly. But like, we, we can talk about that game now because like that that was insane, right? Like, the fact that Bayern went scoreless in the first leg and then only managed one goal, and it was a really nice finish from Lewandowski. To be honest, he had no space. He took two touches and he was managed to fit the ball in the corner. Um, but like they had so many more dangerous chances than that one. Mueller, Thomas Mueller had how many chances? Good chances. At least two, two good they, ones. They just they couldn't they couldn't um, capitalize on their chances. It felt like they were so dangerous all game. They had all the possession. They were just like running at them, running at them. They were getting crosses in. They were getting the ball like right in front of the the box, like right outside the box, and and all their shots were either blocked or going over the bar. Or it just felt like they were so they were trying to rush everything. And um, they couldn't when make it, it happen. Yeah, I feel like whenever like you make Bayern nervous, they like you said they rush things, but also like they it seems like they're playing like with one defender sometimes, like two defenders max. Like everybody else attacks, and then whenever you can catch them on one good counter, like most of the goals that I've seen Bayern concede this season were from counters, like from from transition. And it'll be like a two v one or a three v two, and the uh, the opposite the opposite uh, opposition scores. But like that's what exactly what Villarreal did. Like Lucelso like was strong on the ball for like a couple of seconds, enough to carry it long enough, make that pass. And Chukwueze on the back on the back on the back post like by himself. I thought Neuer was it savable or did it bounce off the ground? Because it looked savable at first. Not sure, honestly. It because looked- I feel like he with the way he hit it, like he, he was trying to hit it first time and he did, but I don't think he hit it as clean as he wanted to, and it took a bounce and it kind of bounced off Neuer, and because Neuer was already going down. So I don't know if I would say that it's the hardest shot to save, but I feel like I think that because he didn't really hit it as he wanted, it kind of played in his favor for Shukwiz's favor. I, yeah, I don't disagree. I think it, it was tougher for Neuer there, to be honest. 
But it shouldn't have come to that. Like Bayern should have should have been up two or three zero to be honest. It should have been three zero by at that time. Like Bayern should have had had plenty plenty of chances. You could look. I was just saying like you you the more chances Bayern miss, the more nervous they get. Like you could tell like after like I think Muller had a good one. Uh, Malinowski had a good one as well. And after that, Coman had a good dangerous shot. Um. You could tell like the more chances they miss, the more nervous they get, and they're more like the more kind of not clumsy, but they'll make sort of sort of silly mistakes, and like Villarreal can pounce on that, and that's I mean that's how the goal happened and really. So. We need to give a lot of credit to to Emery, right? Because this man, all he does is perform in Europe. All he does, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> literally all the big competition. He's there. <laughs> he's there. As an as an Arsenal fan, you got to think like Arsenal sacked Emery to get Arteta in, right? Um, is that something that you like look back and you regret that Emery not really did, I, he wasn't really I'm not the sure. tools? I, like or... I, I mean, I was kind of, I was always when he left, I was I was more so Emery in. I'll be honest with you, I was more so Emery in just because I thought that he didn't really get like a, a chance to a real chance. I mean, I thought we give we gave him reasonable time, but I kind of wish that we could have given a few bit more. I wasn't mad at Arteta because Arteta was coming from the Guardiola school, so he kind of had big expectations. And so far, it worked. Until those last two games, you were nobody was complaining about Arteta. Now there's going to be question marks, but no, I think Emery wrote the story with Arsenal. It was some some parts were good, other parts were weren't so I mean, good. He went he went to Villarreal. He won a Europa League, and now he's in he's in the semifinals of the Champions League. And Arsenal haven't had Champions League football yet. I know it, it worked out well for him. And by the way, that's that Europa League final is like not a fluke at all. Like he, he won that. the Champions, he won the Europa League final against against Man United, which which hurt a lot. Um, unfortunate, but like that was a well deserved win on his part. Like he has. I the- am. I don't know. I mean, there in terms of game management, he's one of the best coach out there. I want. I don't know why United winning. Cons- I mean, you. I know Ten Hag is like almost like ninety percent done, but. I'm surprised United didn't consider him. I mean, I don't think he would want to leave right now. I wouldn't leave if I was him either. Um, I think for United, Ten Hag is the best op- is the best option for sure. But I mean, we got. I just I still want to give credit to to Emery, right? Because like he and now like now he defeated Juve, which everybody was like, okay, like Juve, they haven't been really been great. It's not that impressive. And then, but defeating Bayern over two legs, and they they played better than Bayern over two legs. They won the first game on zero. Then they, they didn't let Bayern concede a goal like for, for a large part of the of the game. I thought as soon as Bayern scored, I thought it was gonna be like the floodgates are open, like one more, two more are gonna go in and it's gonna be GG. Kind of like the Salzburg game. Yeah, like they're gonna have control of the game. But I mean, they scored that one goal, which was honestly like they couldn't have done much. Lewandowski had no space and he fit it through the legs of the defender and into the bottom corner, like. It wasn't, a f- and it was it was off a mistake from Villarreal. Yeah, exactly. It was it was off a mistake of Villarreal. They they created the whole opportunity for uh, for for Bayern, and they finally made the most of it. But like Bayern had so many more uh, high danger chances than that one, and they couldn't score. And it just goes to show like the system that Emery had for the defense today. Uh, and they knew they weren't going to be playing with the ball. They knew Bayern was going to have the ball eighty percent of the game, and and he had the game plan for it. And it's so. It's so easy to just sit here and be like, all right, well, we're just going to play counterattacking football. Easy, right? But you have to have, you have to be able to, to play a certain type of counterattacking football depending on the team you're, you're going to face and then stick to the game plan through thick and thin um, and players to, to have uh, the confidence to put it, to put the work in. And 
I mean, listen, they just defeated Bayern Munich and they're on to the semifinals of the Champions League. Right to them, bro. You think, I don't know. I mean, I, I think obviously Liverpool goes in as a favorite. But... I mean, Liverpool's going to beat Benfica tomorrow and then it's going to be, they're going to be a huge favorite against Villarreal. But like, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think Liverpool is a more dangerous team than Bayern Munich though. Right now. But I mean, if I'm Liverpool, I'm not taking like, if I mean, we're assuming that they're going to win tomorrow, but I'm not taking Villarreal lightly at all. Like, I'm going in trying to win the first game convincingly, whether it's at home or away. Yeah. I agree. I mean, they just had a big game too. Like, do you want to touch on Man City Liverpool? Because, I mean, that, that, that game ended like how we, I, f- I felt like it was the only way it could have ended in a draw. Because these two teams have been so closely matched all season. They're, they're, they're both fighting for the title. They're both fighting for the Champions League. Aren't they both still in the FA Cup? I believe so. I think, I know Chelsea, Crystal Palace, I think, and Liverpool and City are the, the other two teams, yeah. Think, yeah, right? so, like, both of these teams can get the I trouble. honestly thought that um, City had the better chances overall, and I really thought they were going to win at the end, especially with that Mahrez, like, the last chip. I don't know why he chipped. I thought he was just going to, like, play, play, place the bottom corner or something. But... I think the result kind of plays into City more. I think it benefits City more than it benefits Liverpool. I mean, now, City's ahead, right? So it benefits them that Liverpool doesn't get any more points. Yeah. And then, I mean, the next few games, I, I don't. I didn't look at the schedule. From what I know, like Liverpool, I think City has a more favorable schedule than um, than, than uh, Liverpool. City has. But um, one slip again, one slip up, and it could be we're, we're, we're back talking about potential like comeback from Liverpool because even though City won, they can't afford to lose anymore. I mean, they can't afford I to mean, lose I wouldn't say a comeback. I would say, like, they've just been... They've both been at the top the whole year, right? So this was kind of... Ex- no, this was expected. I'm, I'm not surprised by the result, but I'm just just thinking about the next few games, like Brighton at home, Watford at home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, West Ham away. I think Leeds and West Ham could be interesting games for, for City. I do expect them to win, but, I mean, at this point... Uh, don't sleep on Leeds because they're kind of informed. West Ham can always play a, a role. And then from a Liverpool standpoint, um, you got what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? You you're playing. You got hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so Liverpool has um, Everton. You ever Liverpool has United at home, Everton at home, Newcastle away, Spurs at uh, at home. Villa away, Southampton away, and Wolves at home. So I think Liverpool has a harder schedule for the rest. No, of the but season. I think both of them can. Both of them has. Both of them should win both most of those games. Yes, most of them. But if you can bet, like I think in the, in the form that Spurs is right now, they can beat Liverpool. If they they can catch Spurs, Liverpool. Like, let's. I mean, let's talk about that now because I think like Arsenal with the recent performances, they've kind of slipped up a little bit in their top four. Like they were kind of like easily cemented in that top four right now. And now it's a little bit tricky because now you got to get the wins again. Um, because Spurs, they've been slow, like, I think low key just getting their results or just been getting their points. And Especially that's it, you know? since that transfer window. Like, this is this is why I was kind of disappointed at Arsenal not taking anybody into the transfer window because we didn't have, like, like I said, we still had Aubameyang left. We had no threats in terms of attacking options other than Lacazette. And if Lacazette doesn't really like, produce or perform which he did to an extent he didn't really score goals but he assisted he produced he pursued he part he's he's part of the play but he doesn't score goals and eventually it's going to catch up to us and if it did the last two games 
especially the games against Brighton, uh, it caught up to us. And we had, I mean, we didn't look good at all. And to be honest with you, I kind of was surprised by Arteta's choices opening Jaka at left back, especially considering that Partey was out. Yeah, and losing Partey as well, you would expect Shaka to, to start. So for me, that was kind of a surprise, and I was kind of sort of disappointed with his tactics there because you by dropping Jaka, oh, you, by putting Jaka left back, now you're done. Now you're, you you got to drop Odegaard, and then by dropping Odegaard more deep, you're you you don't have that creativity up front. So and then you leave, you're done with you're up with like Lacazette and Saka, but you don't have Saka and Odegaard. It's a domino effect. One you make one move like that, and then exactly, yeah, domino effect. Like, do you think? Arteta is kind of like, you know how Pep has a tendency to do this? Where he kind of like, yeah, overthinking where he's like doing something like really like creative and something out of the box to try to like mastermind. Yes. I, I see what you mean, yeah. I, I'm sort of seeing that, especially considering that Nuno was on the bench. Like you could have played him left back easily. Like he wasn't like injured or anything. He was on the bench. He could have been played. But instead you go and overthink and try to push. I don't know why Xhaka plays like... I've never seen Jacob play left back before. I think it's maybe once. Do you think? Do you think it's it's a trust thing, and he doesn't trust some some players, so he's just trying to find a way to fit the players he trusts into a starting eleven because he'd rather that than put somebody that he doesn't trust into a starting eleven. Yeah, he definitely has more players that he trusts than others, and which it's kind of sad. It's kind of weird because you bought Nuno for that reason, especially because you know that you know that Tierney gets injured often, so you need somewhat of a reliable left back. And I know Nuno's done mistakes in the past, yes. But in a game like this, especially knowing that part, especially the part the injury is key because you don't you don't want to affect your midfield that much to the point where like it's kind of there's disrupt, disrupt the entire team. So for him to move Jaka away, somebody some played well, even though he's not it's not he's not there yet. Some be played well, but to put and then but to have Odegaard next to him and then Jaka left, nah, it's, it's just it's confusing. Like you said, it's a domino effect of like. You move this piece, this piece kind of doesn't play as well. This piece can't perform as well because that piece is in the line with him. And it's just, like you said, it's a domino effect. And it's, it's a bad, it's a, I think it's a series of bad decisions. Do, what do you think, like, do you, do you see this kind of getting better in the near future? Because, I mean, you have big... I hope. Up, right? I hope because now, like I said, Spurs, especially since they got Luke Kulusevsky and Betanku, has, have they been, like, solid? I don't think they've, I think they've lost maybe one game in the last, like, the last few. Son is scoring hat tricks like on the on the daily. Harry Kane is performing as well. The defense isn't conceding, or they they're not doing the mistake that they used to. So now they're actually like gel gelling pretty well. So they're in, they're in the they're in probably the one of the best informed team in the in the in the prem, maybe behind um behind City and Liverpool. So that that's the team that I would not want to play right now. And we got but we have to we have to go through them eventually. So I'm not saying that the top four is out of reach. Mathematically, it, it isn't, but reach is definitely not out of reach especially i mean the team are going to be fighting to get top four is you don't think man you can no man you's not making that four we knew this we knew this but like if you look at arsenal's recent like upcoming fixtures i mean the next team is southampton right that's a very winnable game but then after that you have chelsea man united west ham leeds spurs that's all the next all all tough games that's that's all tough that's the next five games after that and those are all tough. So, you know, you're, you're probably going to have to win at least three of those five games. At least. I think I'd say four, honestly. I'd say four to be sure. That's tough, right? So, like, let's say you beat United, you beat West Ham, you beat uh, Leeds. 
that that Spurs Arsenal game is gonna be the game that decides top four most likely. May twelve, yeah, that's 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 gonna be the one, yeah, absolutely. And let me see if I look at Spurs upcoming games. Like they have they have a much easier set of games, right? They have Brighton, they have Brentford, they have Leicester, um, Liverpool, Arsenal, and then they end with Burnley and, and Norwich. Like that's those are all very winnable games. Very winnable game. Well, I mean, other than the Liverpool one, all of them. Are of course, other than the Liverpool one, and the last is going to be a tough game too. Like, there's no easy games in the Premier League. We know this. Any team, team on any given day. Um, but I think um, Arsenal has tougher matchups remaining. Yeah, they have the toughest schedule for sure. And you guys, you guys have a what? You guys have one game in hand, right? I think. So I mean, that's that's a win. But Spurs have a way better goal differential. They're, they're at nine. You guys are at nine. So. So you guys are gonna have to get more points. With it's gonna be it's gonna be such a close race. Um, United are not in. It's it. gonna be disappointing if we don't end up getting top four. But at the same time, did I expect us to get top four? No, I I said we we're gonna finish the top six, but I didn't think we we're gonna be finished. We we're gonna have a chance to go for top four. Now that we actually have a chance, I feel like I'd be I'd be disappointed if we don't. The issue make is it. it gets out of hand where if you lose, if instead of winning four out of five games, let's say you win two out of five games, then it becomes an like you might not even get top six, and that would be devastating, right? That would be, that would be like very, especially considering the season that we're having, the progress that we've made. It would be very disappointing not to win the, any European competition. I think Arsenal and Man United desperately need to make European football. It's gonna be Europa League. It's it's not like even if it's not top four, it's not Champions League. It's gonna be Europa League. But those two teams, they desperately need them for the future of the clubs, like to show any sort of progress. And this would be a, a huge step back for Man United. Yeah, otherwise people are going to break their phones again. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But it's it's tough. It, like, the Premier League is unforgiving, right? So No, no question there. You, let's talk. I want to talk about the, the issue, actually, for the speaking of breaking phones. Um, you, you think Ronaldo's going to get... Uh, I know he's already, like, uh, repaying the phone. I think they're saying that he has to uh, get him a... I think he's going to get them a seat for the next game or something. I didn't like. I didn't follow up on what happened there, but um, I know he's gonna. I mean, he's he's apologized and he he's gonna give him a new phone. And I think he he invited him to the to the um, to an, to a United game. Did he grab the phone and throw it on the ground? Is that what happened? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough because there was like bad moment, bad place, bad timing, and the worst case scenario has to be Ronaldo. That's crazy. I heard the mother doesn't want to go though to the game. Apparently they're, they're saying that they, they don't want to go to the game just because Ronaldo like it doesn't mean that we have to go. And I'm like, bro, I get it, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's a you don't get those chances often, even though like it came it came out for like a bad moment. Why? I mean, why not? Just have a nice evening on Ronaldo's pay pay grade on on, his, on, the, on Ronaldo's money, and you can spend the food that you want. Get the how much however much food you do you want to eat like in the lounge of of, of Old Trafford too. Like, take it. Nice, nice family evening, you know. Thanks for CR seven. But Maguire, you want to talk about how unlucky he was? No, or? I want to talk about Everton because what happens if Everton gets relegated? I don't think they will. What happens if Everton gets relegated though? This is a team that's usually like the in the big six for the Premier League. I don't have they. I don't never. I don't remember like them ever being relegated. So it would be a shock. It's very possible. Do you, are you, do you, it is still possible. It is still possible. But I still feel like. They have too much quality to not, as opposed to like the bottom three. I think they still have a bit more quality than them. So I expect them to survive. Burnley don't face any team in the top four 
until the end of the season. They don't need a top four team to lose a game. No, obviously not. Burnley's at the bottom for a reason. But the only teams they have left that are in the top top six, West Ham and, and Spurs. I mean, Spurs is top four, yeah. But, I mean, like, this is very possible. Like, Everton played Leicester. They played Liverpool. They played Chelsea. They played Leicester again. And they end the year on Arsenal. That's five of the remaining eight games. That's going to be tough. They're going to have to hope that Burnley, like, have bad results. And uh, even Watford as well. And, we, and Man United just lost this team. So, that just goes to show how bad that was a bad. That was a bad game for United overall, too. And it's not like Ronaldo. You can't stop. You got to stop relying on Ronaldo and, like, expecting him to save you guys every time. Because I don't know how. And it's not like, like he's being helped by anybody else. Because. I can't remember the last time Rashford had a good game for United, to be fair, to be honest with you. I think Bruno's done okay recently, but he didn't really have a good season, if you ask me. And uh, who else? Like, who really, who else is really, like, helping Ronaldo, like, when it comes to attacking? Um, goals? Nobody right now. And that's the big issue for United. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know how, like, I wasn't able to watch the last game because it was at 7.30 a.m. here, and I was up at 3 a.m. watching the Formula One qualifier for the... You a big Formula One guy, I heard? Oh, yeah. I became a huge Formula One fan last year. My boy, Charles Leclerc, he's a oh, goat. No, not. Oh, we're calling out people now? No. That's a driver. Oh, that's a driver. That's a driver. I thought you were talking about the ones from... No, he was my boy from a while. Charles Leclerc. We go way back. Do you? <laughs> no. I know he's I know he's French, but damn, Kev. He's from Monaco. Oh, is he from Monaco? Yeah, that's ironic. That's ironic. Um, but to touch up on on this episode because we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, do you think Lampard can save Everton or no? Do you think if Everton, like, does he come back? I think if he if they see if he saves Everton, yes. What do you mean if he saves Everton? Maybe he's. Probably one of the reasons why they're down Not there. Not necessarily. They were down before he got in. It just, yeah, he didn't really help. But I mean, it's gotten worse. Yeah, he. It's. It may, it may have gotten worse actually. I don't know. I feel like they. I. I do feel like I do think that they'll survive. A lot worse. If they like, if Everton get relegated, Frank Lampard doesn't get another job in the Prem. Probably not in Championship. Maybe. Who's gonna take on this man? He took. He he was at Chelsea. Was abysmal. He finished off four and once. Got sacked. Got sacked with Chelsea, and that same year they won the Champions League with the, with a new coach. And then he goes to Everton, and he brings him to the relegation zone. So I don't know. I mean, Frank Lampard, I don't think he's cut out. Maybe he's better as an assistant coach, or maybe he's just not suited for coaching. Who knows? Um, amazing player, but when it comes back, when it comes down to it. Um, I'm not sure he has the coaching. Uh, I honestly think he should have stayed in the championship a bit longer. Maybe get the experience in the championship, then get a good opportunity. I think the Chelsea one came too soon. We already talked about this. Like, it came too soon, too quickly. And it worked out the first season, but it didn't work out long term. And unfortunately, we are where we are. And I do feel like he might stay if Everton uh, stays. But even if Everton stays, like, eventually he will get sacked. Maybe next season, some sometime next season. So... Eventually, he will be maybe available for championship teams if he, if need be. I think he'd be interesting in the championship. All right, question of the week. We actually don't have. Do we have one? No, no. Question of the week. I'm about to tell you the question of the week. Who is most likely to win the treble, Man City or Liverpool? Ooh, good one. 
Oh, because they're both in the FA Cup too. Yeah, you're right. We mentioned that. Um, they're both fighting for the title. They're both going to be in the Champions League semifinals most likely. And they're both in the FA Cup. Like, the fact that both of these teams have been neck, neck and neck, like, the whole season is honestly pretty amazing. I um, say... I say City has a better chance. I don't think it'll happen, but I think City has a better chance. I would say Liverpool has a better chance. The reason why I think Liverpool have a better chance because City got to go through Real Madrid. I mean, they're if they want to make it happen, they got to go through Real Madrid. True, true. But then, even if Liverpool makes it to the final, they don't have to go through Real Madrid as well. True, but City have to face Real Madrid first. So, <laughs> and I think I would take City over Real Madrid. I think. Real Madrid, they've been a little shaky lately, to be honest. Like, they have the world-class pedigree, like, but Chelsea should have won that game. Um, and it's like, if they shut down Benzema, then it's GG, it seems like. So, they, like, Madrid have kind of, like, always found a way to make it happen, but I don't know how much longer that can last. Because Man City is a different animal than Chelsea. And, I mean, last last uh, Champions League, Chelsea won it. Over Man City, yeah. So that, I mean, that could be an. I think I don't think if City gets to the final, I don't think they lose again. I genuinely feel like they would. They would win it. They cannot let that happen. Twice. I agree. With I don't think. I don't think Pep will let that happen. That, that'll be a disaster. Yeah, I don't think so. No, but he'll he'll overthink it again. But I don't. I hope he does. I hope he learns from his mistakes. We'll wrap up here, but I hope he learns from his. Just, mistakes. It's been too many years. Like stick to the plan. You should know this right now. Stick to the plan. Do what you do best. It's gonna be tough. But- Episode 67 in the books. We're going to see some Champions League games. We, that was the question of the week, but if Man City loses tomorrow against Atletico, because that game is so close, then it'll be a moot point. But alas, episode 67 in the books. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on our social medias on Instagram, forward underscore pressing, on Twitter, forward press pod. Drop us a follow to notify every time the episode go live. And we really appreciate it. Thanks for rocking with us. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.